0: We have a special guest this morning. He's a friend of Celebration Church. We enjoy his music. We enjoy his preaching. I love it when he says, y'all. Do you know why I love that so much? Because it reminds me of the south where it's warm. He's our friend. He's our guest. Welcome, Jimmy Bratcher, as he comes.
1: One night Out on the water What a frightening sign The folks in the boat Thought he was a ghost When Peter said to Jesus Can I get Get out. out the boat Get out the boat Those other brothers They just sat there watching Peter got out on the water, started walking, the wind was blowing, Peter was walking, so why you think they just sat there, come on, get out of the boat, get out the boat, come on, brothers, don't just sit there, get out, get out the boat, hey, hey, get out
0: of the boat. Jimmy, go!
1: Wrong, just keep going, keep going, Steve. <laughs> Which one are you like, Peter? Are the brothers are you sitting in a boat or I walking? I all water? Get out the boat! Oh, get out the boat! We sitting in a boat all or- Nothing like making mistakes right off the bat. <laughs> Give the band a hand, Jimmy and Ross and Steve. I got them boys working yesterday. We uh, we did three concerts yesterday, and uh, so, needless to say, I'm a little tired this morning. The old guy is a little fatigued. Somebody start that countdown clock back there so I'll know when to quit. I get my notes all in order. How y'all doing? All y'all. All y'all down there in Stevens Point. Is that down? Is that right? I'm over? Okay. How y'all over there in Stevens Point doing? All y'all on the west side. One of these days they're going to let me come see you all down there or over there or wherever you are. <laughs> I'm so happy to be here. I appreciate the opportunity to be with you all any time that I can come. And especially great for Pastor Mark to torture me in February. <laughs> but I would come any anyways. I spent the week in Winnipeg. So this is like springtime to me, you know. I mean, come on. Sherry wanted me to tell you all hi this morning. She sends her love. She was planning on coming with me this week, and we were planning on staying up here all week and doing some things. But when I got the call to come to Winnipeg to do TV, then uh, she decided to stay home with the grandkids. So she's hanging out with them. But yesterday we had the opportunity, uh, some folks here in the church, Alice and Clyde and Sue and Marie Carlson, worked hard on putting together... An event that we got to do at the reformatory at the prison here in Green Bay, and uh, we were able to go in and spend the day with the men there. And it was great. It was fun. Hopefully, that'll be an opening to allow a lot of people to be able to do some things there. But so we're glad to be here. Look at this. They're already got. They're ready for me to start right now. They got slides up on the screens and everything. Or is that just a cue for me? I don't know about all this technology, I'm kind of a low-tech kind of guy. So anyway, we're talking about how to beat the blues. Are you ready to beat the blues today? Ready to get the blues out your life? I don't know about you, but I'm ready, I need all the help I can get, so let's get started. I know there are a lot of y'all that think you got the blues and you don't. So I prepared a test. That's right, a test. You thought, those students here today, you thought you were free from tests on Sunday. Au contraire. We were having a test today. The do you have the blues test. Are you ready? Number one, do you have choices? Because if you got choices, it ain't the blues. And you always got choices. Now the blues is if you stuck in the ditch and there ain't no way out. That's the blues right there. Do you have the blues number two? What kind of ride do you have? Because the blues don't just travel in it and just everything. The blues don't travel in Volvos, BMWs, and SUVs. It's more like Chevys, Oldsmobiles, Greyhound buses, southbound trains, and walk-ins. Do you have the blues number three? Where you live? Because you can't have the blues in some places. You can have the blues in New York City. You can't have the blues in Hawaii. <laughs> Hard times in Vermont, Tucson and Canada are not the blues. The best places to have the blues are Chicago, Kansas City, and St. Louis and anybody that has to spend the winter in Green Bay. (laughs) Places you can have the blues? On the highway, in a jailhouse, or in an empty bed. Places you can't have the blues? Gallery openings, Ivy League institutions, and golf courses. (laughs) Number four, do you have any maladies? because only certain maladies qualify as really having the blues for instance male pattern baldness is not the blues a woman with male pattern baldness is the blues breaking your leg skiing ain't the blues breaking your leg cause the alligator been chomping on it that's the blues number five what kind of clothes you wear this is the do you have the blues test because you can't have the blues and wear a suit unless you slept in it last night <laughs> number six do you have the blues depends on how your baby treats you because you, if you ask her for a drink of water and she gives you gasoline it's the blues and number seven What race are you? Because the blues is not confined to color. Tiger Woods cannot have the blues. Gary Coleman can have the blues. (laughs) And ugly white people can have the blues. So some of y'all think you got the blues and you don't. And this test proves it to you. It proves it to you. How to beat the blues. My text for today is Psalm 34, verse 19, out of the New Living Translation. Psalm 34:19 it reads like this. The righteous face many troubles, but the Lord rescues them from each and every one of them. This verse tells us that we have a promise from God. Actually, there's two promises found in this verse. Number one, that you're going to have trouble. We don't like preaching about that promise, but nevertheless, it's right there in print from the Word of God. We're going to have trouble, but, I love those buts, the Lord's going to deliver us and rescue us from each and every one of them. That's enough right there. We can quit and go home. We're going to beat the blues because we got the promise that no matter what kind of trouble we're in, we have a rescuer who's going to come to our aid and has come to our aid. The king of all kings, the conqueror of all conquerors, Jesus Christ. Now it says that the Lord's going to rescue us out of them all, but if you're just sitting around waiting on the Lord to rescue you and ain't doing nothing, you're probably going to wait for a while. I've learned that about the Lord. He don't like it when you just sitting around. He wants you to be busy doing things. You know, the Bible says the steps of a good man are ordered of the Lord. But I learned a long time ago, if you want your steps ordered, you better be taking some. Because it's a whole lot easier to move a moving target and direct a moving target than it is one that's stationary. So you best get busy starting to find out which door, window, or crack in the wall the Lord's going to use to get you out of the circumstance that you're in. If you're going to beat the blues. Now one of my heroes in blues music is a man by the name of Muddy Waters. Muddy's a man from Clarksdale Mississippi he wrote some big hits like I got my mojo working and I'm a man and Muddy had this saying he said if you want to know about the blues you got to go back to church so I got my own saying if you want to beat the blues you got to go to church you got to be in church and that's what we're here for today. We're going to beat the blues. How are we going to beat the blues? I'm so glad you asked. <laughs> Number one, how to beat the blues. you got to sing the right song. And when I was thinking about this, I was thinking about Mick Jagger. You know, the lead singer in the Rolling Stones. It's like 70 years old and still dances like he's a teenager. <laughs> which I think is hilarious. But I'm glad they're still doing it. There's one for the old guys. Mick Jagger, you know the breakthrough song the Rolling Stones had. Na 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 Sing it with me. Na 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 na. I can't get no That'd be the wrong song right there. You need to rewrite the lyrics of that tune and sing it like this. I got me some satisfaction. Come on, try singing the right song. I got me some satisfaction. That makes you feel better right now because you're speaking the truth. But you know what i found, if you sing the right song, praise is a habitation of good things to take place. It's all about changing your attitude towards the environment that you're in and giving glory to the one who brings satisfaction to life. When you start to open up your mouth and praise God, you might say, I don't like singing, well don't sing. Then just start praising God anyway. Start speaking those words out of your mouth. And you know what happens is it starts to change you. It starts to change your heart. And because your heart is changed, it begins to affect everything around you. Because after all, praise is about attitude. It's an attitude of thanksgiving. It's an attitude of gratitude. And we need to be those people that are grateful for what god has done and is doing in our life praise changes the atmosphere around you and when you sing the right song things start to change there's an article out this week in time magazine on the front page right on the front page it's called how faith can heal i would encourage you all to read that article because it says some good things it talks about how people that go to church every week will live longer and have happier lives It talks about how, this freaked me out, it talks about how people that speak in tongues actually enjoy a better quality of life. I couldn't believe it. But it also says this. Neil Krauss, a sociologist and public health expert at the University of Michigan, in a study of 1,500 people he has been conducting since 1997, he has found that people who maintain a sense of gratitude for what's going right in their life have a reduced incident of depression. They beat the blues, which itself is a predictor of health. If you want to have a healthier life, you want to beat the blues in your life, then you need to start having an attitude of gratitude about those things that are going right in your life. Now, some of you might say, man, everything going wrong in your life. Well, as far as I'm concerned, you're still above ground, still breathing air. There's still a chance for something to be right in your life. Come on now. And we need to be those that are grateful for everything that we have. You know, the blues will get you down and make you start looking at the wrong stuff. But you need to start being gracious and have gratitude for everything in your life. You know, it's a matter of focus. If you want to focus on everything that's wrong, guess what you're going to get? Everything that's wrong. You want to focus on everything that's good, guess what you're going to get? Everything that's good in return. How to beat the blues, number two, you need to start talking to yourself. Come on now, you need to talk to yourself. Some of you all are better at that than others, I can tell by that laughter right there. You're better at that than others. You need to talk to yourself. You You need to be those that are involved in it. Why? Because one of the keys to the promised land for the children of Israel in the Bible... You know, there were millions of them that came out of Egypt with a promise to go to the promised land. You know, it was just a short journey, but it ended up taking 40 years. Why? Because their attitude was wrong. Because they they didn't have that attitude that was going to take them in there. And when it came time to go in, you know, the Lord sent 12 spies in, and and two of them came out with the same report, and ten of them had the same report. And all those millions didn't make it, but two did. You know why? Because they had the right attitude and they had the right confession. In Numbers chapter 13, verse 30, Caleb says, says, but Caleb tried to encourage the people as they stood before Moses. Let us go up at once and take the land, he said. We can certainly conquer it. The other spies said this in verse 33. We even saw giants there, the descendants of Anak. And we felt like grasshoppers next to them. And that's what we look like next to them. Same people saw the same things, but completely different attitudes and completely different confessions. The two that made it had the attitude of we can do this. Had the attitude that God is able. Had the attitude that these giants weren't really all that big and all that bad. And if you're going to make it into your promised land, it's going to be dependent upon your attitude and on what you say. You need to be talking about the good things in your life and the promises that God has made to you specifically. And let me tell you what it'll do. It'll change the environment around you. It'll change the quality of life that you experience. And it'll change everybody around you. I travel all the time on commercial, commercial airlines. man, there's some people that really got the blues flying. And they got a bad attitude. And I've been sitting next to people or had flight attendants that had a bad attitude. And I've learned that I can change that attitude by starting to find some things good. And start to compliment those things. If you're going to beat the blues number two, you're going to have to start talking to yourself. One of my heroes in the faith is a guy by the name of John G. Lake. He was a great healing evangelist out in Spokane, Washington, back at the turn of the century. And one of the things that he used to do is he'd get up in the morning and he would dress to the tens. And he'd go and stand in front of a full-length mirror and he'd look in that mirror and say, There's a man of God in that mirror. And that man is a powerful man of God. That man's going to do great things for the Lord. That man's going to change the world around him. Man, I feel better already just talking about myself like that. Some of you ladies been cutting yourselves down because your esteem is not what you think it should be or because of something somebody did to you or somebody mean to you. Listen, it would do you good to quit talking about yourself that way and start changing the things that you say about yourself. Because overall, what matters most is what God says about you and what you say about you. If you're going to beat the blues number three, you need to be content. To be content. Philippians 4.11 says this, Not that I speak in regard to need, for I have learned in whatever state I'm in to be content. I know how to be abased and I know how to abound. Everywhere and in all things I've learned to be both full and hungry. Both to abound and suffer need. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. The Apostle Paul here gave us a charge that we need to be people that know how to live in two different areas at the same time. To be full and hungry. To be content and yet reaching for more. Contentment is a powerful tool that will change the world around you. And advance you from where you're at. You want to beat the blues. You want to break out of the situation that you're in. You're believing God for some greater things. I believe contentment. Is the key. 1 Timothy 6.6 says this. Now godliness. With contentment. Is great gain. If you want to gain. The Bible here says. Godliness which is found in the person of Jesus Christ. Being resident in your heart. With contentment is great gain. If you want to advance you can see those things take place when you get content. Sherry and I spent a good deal of our Christian experience early on very poor. I mean we were poor. How poor were you? Well if it was Christmas all we were exchanging were glances. That's how poor we were. We were poor. And I can remember we started to, to prosper a little bit. I got a I got a job but it wasn't a job that was real consistent. And Sherry started complaining. And she's not here, so I can pick on her. And uh, she started complaining about my job and started putting stress on me. And uh, one day we were having a conversation about it, and I said, You know, hon, I think if we'll just be content with what we have, if we'll just be faithful with what we have, number one, if we'll praise God for what we have, number two, if we'll start talking to ourselves and number three, primarily, if we'll just be content, we're going to see some things change. And you know what? That girl got a hold of that and got that down inside of her heart. And instead of nagging at me, she started encouraging me. Instead of complaining, we started praising. We started saying some things to ourselves, and we felt that contentment come. And when contentment comes by the promise of the word there in 1 Timothy 6.6, 6, we can look. Because there's gain that's coming from that. And all of a sudden, in just a few weeks' time, it was the key to our breakthrough. And another job opened up for me, which took us into a new level of consistency and an increase into our lives. If we're going to beat the blues, number one, what do we got to do? We got to sing the right song. Number two, what do we need to do? We need to talk to ourselves. Thanks. I was having a little senior moment there. We need to talk to ourselves. Number three, we need to be content. And you know what I think about this word? I think this is a word that we can do. I think this is a word that we can do as soon as we walk out of here. I think it's a word that we can do at the restaurant when we go to lunch today. And that, that place is packed and they're running slow and you're not getting your food quite as fast as you would like. Instead of complaining and not tipping that waitress like you should, because I'm a big fan of tipping the waitress good, maybe maybe you just be content. And maybe you just sit there and, and just enjoy some time with the people that you're with. Because you never know, maybe God's ordering your steps. Maybe He's helping you avoid an accident. Maybe He's stopping you from being in harm's way. Just because you're patient and just because you believe that God is on your side. I so love what God is doing in the world right now because I believe that he's bringing the gospel back to its basic simplicity. The simplicity of such, when we were at the prison yesterday, they gave us a a visitor's tag that we had to wear while we were in there. And I got ready to close one of the concerts that we did and I said, you know, I want to tell you about Jesus you might not understand what Jesus did. It might be complicated. You might be confused by it. But here's how simple it is. I said, young man, you're sitting there on the front row. And each of the prisoners had, name ta- had tags on, too. i tell you what. I'll give you mine. You give me yours. I'll stay here for you. You go free. And sh- he was ready to buy into it. The guards was not so, you know, not so <laughs> cooperative. But that's really what Jesus came to do for us. We had a crime that we couldn't serve the sentence on. The sentence was our destruction and our death. But Jesus came to take the place, to pay the price for the crime that we committed the crime, our sin against God. And Jesus came and stepped into life, became a man, lived a sinless, perfect life. We had rebelled against God and turned our back on God, and Jesus said, Give me their sentence. Give me that past that confines them. I'll take it. And here, they can have mine and go free. I don't know why anyone would want to reject such an offer. I don't know why anyone would want to reject such an offer from such a loving God that would send his son to pay the price for us. You and I have the opportunity every day to live and breathe in the freedom that Jesus afforded us, to enjoy the love that God has for us in Jesus Christ. And it's all just a matter of us opening up our heart, focusing our faith and believing upon Jesus. I know there are probably many of you here today that you've never taken the opportunity to use the faith that God has already given you Because the Bible tells us that he gave to each man the measure of faith. The ability to believe the gospel. And some of you have never taken that ability, that faith that you had and said, I'm going to believe that Jesus came to pay the price for my sins, for my freedom. And I'm going to believe upon his sacrifice that that pleased God for me. And I want to encourage you to do that. I could call. You, I could ask for you to raise your hand or come forward, but I'm not going to do that today. What I'd like for you to do is do this, make a decision right now to believe upon Jesus. And then tomorrow morning, I want you to make that decision again. And the next day, I want you to make that decision again. Because Jesus loves you so much. But Listen, it's not a one-time thing. You make a decision, you got your ticket punched, you're in. It's every day experiencing the blessing and benefit that Jesus came to give us. And it's something that requires us to use our faith continually. Not just day by day, but moment by moment. So can we pray? Father, I thank you for this opportunity of being here today with this great church. Thank you for the invitation to be here. Lord, I ask that you would open up our hearts. Lord, if there's anyone here that needs to beat the blues today, God, I pray for your power to be upon them, your encouragement to be upon them. And Lord, in everything that they do, that they would know that you're with them. For those that need to believe on you today, Father, I pray that today they'd make a decision. They'd use their faith to believe upon you. And Lord, that they would be saved. Let me say one more thing before I close. In Jesus' name, amen. Now let me say one more thing before I close. You know, sometimes the blues can be more than just the, the funk that we get into in February in Green Bay. Sometimes it can you need help to really break out of the blues. And there's no shame in that. Because I know that Sherry and I, we have many times had to go and get assistance to get us out of, the, out of the situations and the circumstances. Sometimes the rescue that the Lord sends is other people. And uh, I just want to encourage you, if you're in a place where you can't break out of the blues yourself by just encouragement, by just somebody talking to you or whatever, then, then get help. There's a great counseling ministry that I know of here in this church. Uh, I, I would imagine you just call the office and they'll set you up an appointment to talk to a counselor and they will help you. Do that. If, even if you need to get medical assistance to get over the, the depression and the blues that you're in, then do that. It's important. It can be an overall indicator of your health, and you need to do that. Amen? Amen. That's just a little practical advice. I wasn't preaching then. I was just trying to share my heart with you. Because more than anything, what Sherry and I want for your life is that you enjoy the life that Jesus came to give you. You know, one of my regrets in raising my kids was that I didn't have enough fun with them. That I didn't, because I I was so religious and so serious about serving the Lord that I missed a lot of my kids' childhood because I just didn't have fun with them. And I, more than anything, want to bring you the message today that I brought you because I want you to know that God wants you to enjoy the life that He has given you and give that same joy and enjoyment and peace and contentment and victory to your children as well. And if you do that, I would be a very blessed man. So thank you all so much for allowing me to come. It's been great to hang out with you the last three weeks. I know for sure I'll be back in August because we're doing the Manly Man Conference again in August, August 7th and 8th. And, uh, and we'll have some fun hanging out with the men. And all God's people said? Now, now I, I still got time. Come on over here, Dan. I still got time. And uh, we'll preach. We'll preach together, man. I got three minutes and six seconds. Go, Go man. Go. How, how y'all doing over there on the west side? Y'all doing okay over there? How about Stevens Point? How y'all doing down there? You beating the blues down there? Come on, let's give the campuses a big shout from Bayside. Everybody take a deep breath. Say this. It's good. My life is good. My blues are beat. And I love Jesus. Pastor Dan.
0: Give it up for Jimmy Bratcher. Thank you, man. Thank you, Jimmy like to ask our ushers to come and prepare to serve you as we serve communion this morning you do not have to be a member here at this church you do need to be a believer in the lord jesus christ Jimmy made it so clear what that requires it's it's way more than just religion and and you know the bottom line it's it's a whole lot less than religion it's just simple faith believing that christ died on the cross for you And so I encourage you to, uh, as, as he said, it is an act of faith and it's simple. That first step is so important. Every Sunday morning we invite people to pray a simple prayer with us. And I'm going to lead you in that prayer. And, and, uh, I've done this hundreds and hundreds of times over the years, prayed with people to receive Christ and, uh, And believe on Him. Changes everything. It truly does. doesn't make it perfect. It will not make your life perfect, but it'll make it good. It'll make it blessed. It'll make it full. And statistically, your marriage is going to do better. You can do better at work. You're going to do better at just about everything you do when Christ comes in and and changes everything. But if if this is that day and you say, Pastor, I, I just need to take care of that business with God. I'm going to ask you to bow your heads with me and pray a simple prayer. And if you mean this, God will hear you and He will answer and He will forgive you and invite you into His family. Just repeat this prayer. Dear Jesus, I believe You are the Son of God, that You love me so much, You went to the cross and took my punishment. I ask You to come into my heart and forgive me of my sins. I now surrender my life to you. Amen.